Fab top of the morning. How we doing? Happy Friday. Weekend's upon us. We had the 4th of July on Monday. I hope you got that hangover all cured. Hope the dogs are all right. Whoa! Shit got blown up. I tell you what, the off season's blowing up right now, too. We got nothing to talk about but a tattoo. <laughs> Who the thunk? Andy Apac joins us today. ARD. Top fives. You're never going to guess what we get into. It's always fun. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Share, like, subscribe. I'm going to show you how great I am. Get it. Yeah, buddy, back for another Thursday night, and this one is only getting better. Long time friend of the show, co-host during our whole pre-draft. Andy Apac is back from summer vacation, kicking around with family and friends, enjoying the sun down in AZ. Andy, how we doing? I am doing all right. Can't complain. Great day to be great today. Happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Well, and uh, there's no uh, introduction needed to the uh, man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Rodgers doppelganger. Sean, how we doing, buddy? It's an okay day to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, no, I'm doing good. Uh, it's tomorrow's Friday. I'm always doing good on Thursday. Looking forward to Friday. When we're recording this, that means there's one day left of work and then a weekend. So. Oh. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, last week that was a fun one. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm learning my technological uh, capabilities right now, and they are meek, man. Very meek. But we are mm-hmm. back, feeling good about this one because uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. Not a lot of Packer news out there. You know, um, you can see on Twitter. You can follow everybody else out there on Twitter, and you know, not a whole lot of good news is coming out there. Just a lot of rabid uh, fans and some hot takes and everything else out there. But nothing is hotter. Than the tattoo heard around the world. <laughs> Andy, it's been a long time. You know QB1 is uh, you know, our 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 favorite here, and I can't say a bad word about him. Um, but there has been some outrageous takes on this tattoo. What is your take on it? Yeah, um, pretty sweet ink. Um, I'm looking at it right now. So I looked at it before, but uh I really like I really like it. It's like super artsy and yeah. uh looks really, really complex like i don't know how the tattoo artist is able to do this mm-hmm. on human skin it's really cool um a lot of people say it's like weird or whatever but i mean it's a piece of art so whatever it's subjective i really like it i think it looks really cool um the lions are sick the eyeballs sick the little mm-hmm. beach front view or whatever is pretty sick i think those are <laughs> constellations on the top as well it just looks really really well done and on that giant QB1 MVP forearm. Uh, it's going to get a, uh, a plus for me. I also really liked uh, Crabtree's <laughs> comment. I don't know if you saw it, but he said, need you fully sleeved on both arms by week one. Text me for tribal and Nickelback tattoo ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my favorite response uh, to the tattoo. Oh, that's the best. Sean, you got some, uh, you got some tattoos, right? I do. I actually have <laughs> two forearm tattoos. Yeah. Um, so I did it first. Uh, <laughs> but mine aren't like I'll I'll just straight up say it. Mine aren't as intricate and cool looking as his are. <laughs> yeah. I um not nothing against my tattoo artists. It's just mm-hmm. I didn't ask for anything that intricate and crazy. And I'm sure they both could have done j- an incredible job also, because in my opinion, tattoo artists are my favorite type of artist i think besides maybe you know metal screamers <laughs> um but the just because like the ability to make that intricate of a picture on someone that's in pain and trying their hardest yeah. to mm-hmm. stay still for you and you know they're not mm-hmm. like some people probably can but it's just it's so impressive and like andy said the intricate details in this one is so cool rumor has it it's a part of it is a birth chart someone like posted it um Mm -hmm. there's lions so who knows what there's a lot there's a lot to it the illuminati eye um (laughs) i and uh but it's it is what it is like people Mm. get so mad about tattoos still it's so funny like there has to be some deep meaning behind every tattoo and this one looks like it does but like i don't i got pennywise tattooed on my thigh i'm i'm never gonna judge anyone for their tattoos unless they're stupid tattoos Uh, like like, legit like they're stupid funny i got friends with stupid funny tattoos like it's those are the best Mm -hmm. but if it's just like dumb and you like put your 
I'm not going to call out any dumb tattoos. <laughs> if our followers have some and get offended, I'm sorry, but there I'll are call dumb out tattoos my, out there. Yeah, I'll call <laughs> out my dumb tattoo. You know, it was uh, back in 1993. We were down at the Wisconsin State Water Ski Tournament down in Wisconsin Dells, and we all went into this tattoo shop. And uh, we thought it'd be a great idea for everybody. You know, everybody, you know, hey, bond on this. We'll get a tattoo. Well, the tattoo that uh, people were looking at was a mushroom with a devil sitting on the mushroom with a pitchfork. No, see, that's dumb funny. And that was going to go on on ankles, and uh, yeah. it's a good it's a good thing they didn't let some of the other people in there uh, get the tattoo. So I would have appreciated go through that because that's dumb funny. Yeah, I the the thing. So I have a tattoo. I have a, a four leaf clover on my uh, on my chest, and that was. I understand the feeling because the outline of my four leaf clover, the tattoo artist did with a fine needle, and when I look at this tattoo. That's that same fucking needle, and it hurts, man. I mean, you feel yeah. it. And this is on his forearm, dude. I mean, the forearm is like, that's a sensitive goddamn place, you know? Yeah. I mean, and to have that fine needle on there, I don't know. I Kudos to him for sitting through that one, number one. But number two, you know, uh, I, I remember just looking at this, and, you know, kind of one of my thoughts of the, from the throne was, man, I think he believes in aliens too. You know, there's two dimensions of the Leo, so he's, uh, asked, uh, you know, into astrology and everything else. But I think that's the uh, highway map to Nibiru, I think is what it is right there. So, uh, he, I mean, aliens are real. He, <laughs> let's not make no mistake about that. Uh, Lieutenant Fravor caught it on film for the U.S. Yeah. government. They are <laughs> here. He's right about it. I mean, Tom DeLonge. Is, has proven time and time Isn't again. Isn't it that crazy, that guy? Holy yeah. shit, man. He came on podcast. We all made fun of him. Everybody made fun of him. Like, they're like, he's like, you're a conspiracy theorist, everything else. And now he's just sitting back, like, everything I said was right. Do you remember? Do you remember everything? Remember when I told you that? And you guys didn't listen to me. Uh, I will say, as someone with experience in tattoos in different spots, the forearm isn't as bad as people think it is. Like it's no, actually okay. not really that bad until like if you get close like up into the bend um okay. i don't know what part you would call that the opposite side of the elbow yeah that part so like that the sucks. Inbow. yeah right there sucks the inbow <laughs> and that so but once you get lower down closer to your wrist it's really not that bad thigh mm. is so much worse is it oh my god i was like clenching my sweatshirt in my mouth like just <laughs> wanting to punch my tattoo artist in the face <laughs> every time she got like in the inner thigh part oh man mm. yeah i heard the uh, ribs are really bad too i'll never do ribs that sounds like <laughs> the worst thing ever they say I, that one's really really bad yeah, some of the toughest men that i know have cried when they got their ribs done oh <laughs> no thanks yeah no thank you i probably would pass out <laughs> yeah Andy, you got any tattoos I don't have any tattoos. I was never a, a tattoo guy. Um, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe Rogers has inspired me to get my first tat. And we'll figure out what it's going to be later. Yeah. Something crazy intricate <laughs> like that. Just a full back tattoo. You can find a cool tattoo artist that can put some artwork like that on your skin. Mm -hmm. I advise everyone to do that because that's yeah. so sick. If I was to get a tattoo, it wouldn't be like, oh, I want this to have meaning. No, nah, I just want someone with really good artistic skills to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Maybe theme it, uh, theme it on science or something. That's what I would ask for. But honestly, whatever an artist can do is going to be better than what I can think of. So yeah. Uh, if I was to get a tattoo, it's going to be like, hey, artist, what do you got? And put it on my arm. Yeah, my two favorite tattoos that I've gotten are from, are, like I told the artist, this is the theme I want, just make something. That's perfect, yeah. Like versus exactly. the ones where I'm like, this is exactly what mm -hmm. I want. That's exactly so, what I would do. Yeah, they just, they nail it every time somehow. Mm -hmm. Well, for the freehand on this tattoo for Aaron Rodgers, just to wrap it up, I mean, the circles, everything looks unbelievably symmetrical and um the, the lines look realistic yeah the stencils mm -hmm. these it's days so man. The, the stencils are man that, that's got to be a detailed stencil too i don't know i'm just uh i'm a big fan of that tattoo i don't know i don't know how anybody can hate on it i think it's got uh i, I think it's probably gonna generate five thousand yards a minimum mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably you know? gonna generate a third straight mvp and a super bowl ring i think I it's assume. gonna generate a super bowl yeah. championship yeah yeah, yeah. yep but I've learned something on the Twitter.com. Oh. And I've learned that people hate when grown adults make grown decisions. <laughs> oh, wow. No matter what That's they unfortunate. are. Unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Imagine being bothered by someone else doing something yeah. that, has that doesn't no affect, affect you, you at all. Zero percent. <laughs> I, I also like the one I retweeted it real quick. Um, or I think I took a screenshot of it just to not flame her too hard. But <laughs> someone said like in the comments on the original thread from Bleacher Report, they said mm-hmm. the art is sick, but it's not Rogers to me. And I was just like, what? Like, based on <laughs> huh? all of the experience you have getting yeah, to know him at a personal level. Yeah. That, that one time you had dinner at that Italian place in Napa, was it yeah. the, was and it you the, talked the, about the spirituality of you and him, how that connected. Was it the puking oh. peyote purge that made you think he wouldn't be into birth charts? <laughs> or the fact that he's possibly dating a girl named Blue of Earth? Are those your giveaways there? I mean, oh, kids man. done some ayahuasca. Let them breathe. <laughs> I, I just I just love the, the best response I, I, I saw on Twitter for, and I got to give it out, shout out to at the FF realist, Michael Hoff. He said, dude's mocking Aaron Rodgers tattoo. Meanwhile, it's the barbed wire tattoo around the bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody like that's got uh, that. That's up. great. I know. That's I don't awesome. know who. I can't remember who did it, but I that saw one comment where someone said the two lions represent the two free wins we get every year. That's, the lions. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I uh, love it. Hey, man, let's move over into some NFC uh, North discussions because uh, it's crazy to think that you know Detroit's got a dome, Minnesota dome and now uh thank god the lori lightfoot out there in chicago is pushing for the chicago bears to have a dome wimps <laughs> andy how do you feel about a dome in chicago it doesn't make sense to me um too much i i, I mean minnesota did it so i guess whatever it's possible i just don't i thought they were you know windy city tough and yeah. Uh, you know, part of the elements, uh, soldier field, you know, all these things that uh, are supposed to represent the bears, but going to a dome uh, is not one of them. So I don't get it. I hope they don't do it. Um, if they do, then I guess whatever. Um, we're going to still stay in Lambo and there's never going to be a roof over it. So never. Um, you guys do whatever you want to do. You're still going to lose twice a year to us. So <laughs> the name soldier field doesn't really. <laughs> call for indoor football <laughs> it really does like not real soldiers going out there if you can't even brave a little like you both your baseball teams that play 162 games so mm-hmm. 81 games in a stadium with like a way higher risk of rescheduled or postponed <laughs> games don't have mm-hmm. domes over them mm-hmm. why would your football stadium be the first to do that it's really unbelievable I just think you can't take the and you play in anything. Yeah, you can't take the element out of the game. I mean, Pat McAfee's talking about he he'd love it to be seventy five, everybody on turf and playing under a roof. You know, that's from Mm -hmm. a punter's mentality. (laughs) But you know, perfect conditions to kick. But you know, taking the elements out of the game. I just remember back, you know, again in the nineties and watching from a box Mm -hmm. the Packers play Tampa Bay, and um, I would have rather been watching it at home on a TV because. Mm You you just don't feel the crowd. You're there. You're seeing it, but it was so damn far away. I, would, I literally would have rather been watching it on TV instead of being in Lambo with the fans and the mm-hmm. madness. And being in a snowmobile suit is part of the fucking tradition, man. Being bundled up, you know, exhaust coming out of your face every breath, man. That's what it's all about. And in Chicago to do that, it's just a bunch of pussies man. yeah there's also, nothing better than mm-hmm. watching a field goal attempt at soldier field goals go sideways oh like you're gonna take yeah. that away from us oh my gosh mm-hmm. it's there's a, also a, a an underrated problem if they go to a dome is that the turf for whatever reason seems to be causing more injuries in the nfl and i don't want another two game or yeah. one game a year in a another turf that's probably going to be crap for the players to play on i just don't like it um mm-hmm. besides the being wimps about the cult um especially for chicago i mean it just makes no sense no sense no God. sense that's the thing you had on minnesota fans at least you were tougher than the vikings fans because <laughs> you know they they couldn't handle the winds off the prairies you know what i mean they i get it it's cold as hell in minneapolis mm-hmm. man that wind gets whipping but I, i'm just I, one side of my brain, though, is saying, hey, you, you want to put a dome on? That gives us the advantage from that outdoor element 
maybe that helps us in some psychological manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have to come to the cold in Lambo. You can't escape to your dome. Yeah, they're they're gonna do the same thing to you. What they've been doing to the Minnesota Vikings, and mm-hmm. that is making the Minnesota Vikings play late in Lambo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're stat not- of the day I pulled out here too from uh, NFL at NFL underscore beat writers. Uh, AJ Dillon caught 34, 37 passes for 9.2 yards per reception last year. We talk about our running backs uh, being great receivers with the lack of Devontae Adams right now. And then AJ says, what I'm working on this offseason is to become a better runner, better receiver, uh, and a better all-around back. I mean, what what do we expect from this monster this year? If he, I, if he just becomes a better runner, he's one of the best running backs in football. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't even really – like, I don't – like, I – there's always room for improvement, but if anyone watches AJ Dillon run, there's no backwards movement. Mm-hmm. Even when he gets hit by the biggest defenders, he still moves forward. Mm-hmm. It's something like so. Like if 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 he somehow improves on that, I don't know how that's an issue. And receiving, if as long as he's got the hands, the yards are going to come because mm-hmm. again he doesn't move backwards. Yeah. So like good luck tackling a guy at full speed that just got his hands on a football and is, he's hungry. Um, so yeah, if he improves on all of that, ah, man, you're almost looking at maybe Aaron Jones got to fight for that number one spot. Mm-hmm. And that's not a pro- or a bad problem to have. Yeah. hundred percent. I can't agree more. Um, the, the thing is funny. It's that he was uh, seen as one dimensional. He never caught passes at Boston college. Uh, but they never really asked him to, and he clearly is is good at it. Um, he's no Aaron Jones at it yet, um, but I still think there's room to improve. And and again, once we get our line fully healthy, that's when I'm going to be most excited. So Bacchus should be back week one, I would hope. I don't know what the doc has said. Knock it. Knock but, uh, it. I would. Knock, yeah. Shout out the <sighs> doc. Um, but then all the investment we made in the draft um, with the picks uh, for, for offensive line and um, Josh Myers coming back healthy, knock on wood again. Uh, Elton Jenkins, when he's back, that line's going to be much, much better at run blocking. Um, I forget the kid's name at a USC, Sean Ryan. Um, yep. Yeah, he's a he's a mauler. He's one of those guys we talked about during our pre-draft, just being an absolute monster run blocker right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. So getting all of that meat to move people this year, um, whereas last year, I feel like we didn't really give our running backs any lanes to run with. I think that's going to make a huge difference. And that's what I'm most excited about for AJ Dillon. What happens if he gets to the, he gets five yards untouched instead of zero yards untouched. What happens if, uh, if the linebackers get swallowed up by a guard that's pulling and, and a safety has to come and try and tackle that guy. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. And I, and to your point, um, Sean, about a- Aaron Jones being maybe fighting for his job, I really think they're going to just split carries almost down the middle. And I think they're going to use them in really creative ways this year, given the lack of experience in our, in our receiver room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't. I, that's the part of the offense I'm most excited about is actually the run game. I know everybody's hyped on the rookie receivers and what what's the offense going to look like without Devontae. I want to see the run game for this team. I think it's going to be spectacular. Uh, I think we're going to pound you on the ground in the offensive perspective, and we're going to absolutely smother you on defense, and it's going to be really hard to beat. I was to thinking me. about that. Sorry, sorry, Sean. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. But I was thinking about how just a couple months ago, I was so excited about the the idea of Dylan and Aaron in the backfield at the same time, Oof. and what that. we could do with that, you know. Yeah. But but Love then that. but but yeah but now I'm backpedaling a little bit because after you see that stat of like, damn near first down every time you catch the ball, that's a that that's incredible. That's that's thirty four receptions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Thirty seven targets. Yeah, I mean it's just it's crazy. But when you got a, a running back that can both catch and run, Jones can do this. If they can both do this, the, the things like Aaron Jones does, who can take the audible and go all, become a fantastic receiver right out the bat, it continues to make that offense not just package-driven but interchangeable at all parts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the fluidity of it. Sorry, Sean. He, no, you're good. Um, he for For reference, Aaron Jones – receiving stats last year he averaged 4.7 mm-hmm. 
I mean, on 52 receptions. Mm -hmm. So you talk about how good Aaron (laughs) Jones is in the receiving game and AJ Dillon at an efficiency point is doubling that. Yeah. Like that's nuts. Yeah. So crazy. um, I was going to say going off of Andy talking about how our run blocking should be better this year. And it just made me think about how funny and crazy it is that if you go back and watch the green Bay Packers last year, um, and a team that went 13 and three and lost a barn burner of a playoff game in a defensive battle. And then you look at the fact that you could argue that we got better at every position except for maybe one, but may like, I mean, wide receiver one is like the only place we didn't get better at from last year, Mm -hmm. just with returning guys, new guys, like, that's fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. everyone talking about how we're going to regress and like <laughs> there's even the Vikings division nods. And it's like, what are you guys watching? Yeah. yeah. That's one thing I was hoping you guys were going to talk about is the Vikings being picked like, Oh, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Against like, who? What, what is happening? I understand that they, um, they on paper have this cool looking defense, maybe, but who are their corners on paper? They have this really high powered offense, but Oh, it's Kirk cousins still at quarterback. You understand that, right? I just don't, I just don't get where the love for the Vikings is coming from and the hate for the Packers is coming from. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've been watching football a long time and uh, on, on paper, even even on the on paper in what is it July now, uh, the Packers just look like the better team and and Everywhere. results from Except last year. <laughs> results from last year would indicate that we're the better team. Uh, so I don't know where this love is coming from. But what was the Vikings' biggest issue last year? Offensive probably, line. Yeah, probably. I was going to say defense or, or defense. Yeah, they had or like a historically corners. bad defense for the Minnesota Vikings with a defensive-minded coach, and then they got a much less defensive-minded coach, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but they got Zedarius. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but they signed, like they drafted this one kid. Like, yeah, I remember when they drafted all these cornerbacks that were supposed to be studs last year, yeah. and mm-hmm. they were not good. Yeah, And they didn't improve at cornerback at all in the offseason. And now you're talking about your best cornerback is 75-year-old Patrick Peterson? Pump, <laughs> pump the brakes. Shannon Sullivan signed there. Come on. Oh, oh that's right. They did, they did, they did, uh, yeah. oh and he's God. almost got a job. <laughs> and he's almost got like a starting job there yeah. off top. And we all know about Shannon Sullivan. We watched <laughs> him play football. <laughs> like that's your that's who you have. Like I don't care who mm-hmm. we field at wide receiver this year because you know there's a lot of spots that are up for grabs in the green bay packers but you you telling me that those guys are going to stop aaron Rodgers from doing whatever the fuck he wants to do Mm -hmm. no No. one gives a Mm -hmm. shit about your run defense when the green bay packers are playing against you because we're going to stop you from scoring because Kirk cousins is not going to tear apart the new no fly zone and then you get to have Aaron Rodgers go have his way. And all he's got to do really, if he wants to is just throw five yard passes all game and just pick <laughs> you apart, uh-huh. turn Aaron Rodgers into yeah. Tom Brady and just for, for two games a year and watch him put up 40 on you. It just, it's, it's the media hype around the, the, the McVay, you know, yeah. tree, which is the Shanahan tree, which is what LaFleur came from, which is, you know, what McConnell's from right now. And they're just thinking that, Kirk Cousins, listen, give him credit, man. He's got great stats. The guy throws yeah. for a bunch of yards. He's, He's not clutch. 15. He's not clutch. You know, he hasn't come back from behind and won all kinds of games. Justin Jefferson burned the hell out of rookie Eric Stokes last year. You can't put all your eggs in that basket, though, right now, because you got mm-hmm. an offensive-minded coach now that can utilize some of these other weapons, and great, even more than what his 1,400 yards was? No, I don't think so. It's not going to be that much better. So, I mean, why are they picked? It's a great question. Why are Why is it that Bears fans even tweet at Packer <laughs> fans these days? Why is that even still happening? Why is that a oh, thing? Oh, man. Oh, man. Why, why do they so think? confident. Oh, it's gross. I love I, I actually love the offseason because of the confidence that the Vikings fans and Bears fans show. And it takes until like week four until you see that just disappear <laughs> and they're imploding from within. It's mm-hmm. the best. Fantastic. And uh, one thing about Zadarius, who they're touting as their savior, um, 
how well how well is he going to do stopping the run because every time I saw him play he wasn't that great at it and PFF would tend to agree there's one outlier year uh 2019 where he had a 78 overall grade but everything else 53.8 in 2018 60.5 in 2020 and then in very limited snaps 60 in 2021 so I don't know uh meet AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones um Mr. Zadarius Smith, now that you're on the opposite side, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be the savior they think he is. And how many times is it take AJ Dillon to run into <laughs> Zadarius Smith before Zadarius Smith spends the rest of the game not trusting the play action? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the rest, I of think, it. once. I think once. probably one especially time. after, and then you got you haven't played for a year, and you have to go against our tackles. Mm-hmm. Good, Good luck, luck, dude. Especially if box back. Mm-hmm. Good luck, dude. Well, that right tackle is the big question right now, and I don't even know who the front runner is right now leading into training camp. I think they're just opening that sucker wide open right now, and mm-hmm. Yash isn't in the equation, which is concerning for me because Yash, Yash could just specifically be you know, on that left side in case Bakhtiari is not ready. All right? Mm-hmm. So when they yeah. take him out, that's where my mind goes. And then I think, all right, on that right side, Sean Ryan – Elton Jenkins is still going to be out. Mm-hmm. How does Sean Ryan look at right tackle? How does Tom look at guard? You know. Yeah, we're going to get a lot more answers to these questions soon. I can't enough. wait. Uh, camp should be starting soon. I think. Um, I don't actually have the date in front of me, but twenty fifth. The twenty fifth, perfect. So we'll get some answers to these questions. I know they were playing, um, or they were they were using Yosh at right tackle in in the OTAs, right? Although that doesn't really mean much. Uh, and then we'll really see what's what when we get to the preseason. Uh, whoever they give the starting uh, snaps to should be interesting. Uh, this is one of the things, again, we talked about during our preseason um, draft pods. Sean Ryan could probably slip into right tackle and be fine. Let's not forget he played left tackle his entire career at mm-hmm. UCLA and barely gave up pressures or sacks. So mm-hmm. uh, the dude knows how to play some tackle and right tackle is much easier than left tackle in the NFL. So I think he, he if I was going to choose right now, he's my front runner until Jenkins comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll obviously see when we get to camp what it actually looks like. This is the most stoked I've ever been for preseason football. Me too. Like, I, this might be the first time I ever sit down and legitimately watch <laughs> four quarters of preseason football in one sitting yeah. just because we have so many guys that could be playing in third, fourth quarter of preseason games that could end up being starters on our football team, and it's mm-hmm. going to be so sick. Mm-hmm. I'm so fired up. I'm You know, when I drive back to Wisconsin this summer, I'll be rolling you know, through – August 5th, and I'm just thinking maybe I'll just dive in for family night. I'm so excited just to see somebody running around the field, just to see him live, yeah. just, you know, how worthless that night is from a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a scouting perspective. It's just great to see yeah. him out there. And just mm-hmm. Most of the time when there's this many unknowns, it's not a good thing. But in our case, it's like an incredibly good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. I really do because it's all upside at this point, in my opinion. Like uh, our, our set starters are so good that anyone who shines in preseason or in camp is just like, um, it's like the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's just going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was talking about this with you, Eric, right before we got on this defense is what has me most excited this season. Uh, and, and you know, it usually doesn't happen because you got Rogers and Devonte on the other side, but I'm a big defense guy and I cannot wait to see this defense Oh, my Quay Walker in his single-digit jersey is going to be so sick. <laughs> oh, isn't that look dirty? With- oh, my oh, God. It's going to be just prob- I back. hope he wears a dark visor. I hope oh, – yeah. Jair, yep, he's my favorite player. Um, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Jair and then Stokes' second-year jump. And yeah. Stokes' second-year jump and now going against worse wide receivers than yeah, he went against last It's going to be so mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, and Razul oh. Douglas and Razul Douglas six himself. eating the scraps, man. Yep. Oh, Kenny Clark with help on the side of him. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see why. Can't wait to see why. Oh. Hey, guys, hey, guys, have you guys noticed that nobody but Green Bay Packer fans, nobody but people that, like, do, you know, podcasts and, like, obsess over the Green Bay Packers really – understand what we have in Rashawn Gary. Like, oh, 
dude they're starting to it's start, i've started to see some some rashawn gary love outside of title town yep. like just over the last like week i've seen yep and it's like finally but then you go to the <laughs> comments and there's still the people that are like well look at his numbers no no no. watch this man play football because yeah. other players numbers are better on the green bay packers because of the force that rashawn gary is mm-hmm. don't give me that numbers no, this man is a machine He's so good, and he just keeps making leaps every year. Uh, he's going to get paid handsomely soon. Uh, Bring it. But I have Bring it. seen – yep, absolutely, pay that, man. I have seen uh, some disrespect in his in his general area. There, there was this article about the best pass rushers that he didn't make, yeah. which, okay, that's fine. You can say that. Uh, but I also, like, like uh, ARD, have seen some praise coming his way. Um, Field Yates tweeted – uh, oh, he was the most yesterday. underrated player in the NFL. Uh, and then Mina Kimes, if you listen to her podcast, she actually ranked the Packers as the number two defense in the NFL. Holla. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Finally, some people show, understand. Me. She's one of my, she's one, I wish she's awesome. <laughs> uh, she's one of my uh, favorite NFL people and she ranked them at two and the, the guest she had on, I forget his name, um, but he ranked us at three. So we're getting some recognition from the real NFL people. Um, and she was basically talking about how where is the hole in this defense and how good Rashawn Gary is, um, and ha- and she really gushed about Kenny Clark as well. So so back to adding to Ard's point, Kenny Clark with some help next to him, Ooh, hot doggy, it's gonna be so nice. I can't wait for this defense. One of those dudes is gonna have numbers. One of them's gonna eat up linemen for the other one. Don't know who it's gonna be yet. <laughs> And it's someone's doing numbers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much fun. Kenny's been dropping weight. I mean, the guy was only 315 pounds, and he's working out like crazy right now. To get, what does that mean? How are you going to utilize That's interesting. Because we got you a couple hogs in the middle, man. We got Slayton now and Devonta. Oh. Is he going to rotate to like a full-time three-tech or five-tech, and then they're going to have – Devonte or um slayton. slayton play nose is that yeah. what's happening right Slay- now slayton was oh. looking good in uh off season too <laughs> you imagine barry's over there just like <laughs> cooking cook- himself with the defense <laughs> he was just given <laughs> oh man he can't he can't contain his excitement anymore <laughs> could you imagine your last d- defensive coordinator position was the lions that never won a game and then you come here and you have all pro middle linebacker, young, two studs from a championship winning defense, the best corner in the league, a great safety tandem, the best corner depth in the league. Oh man, it's going to be so good. And two good pass rushers. Oh man. Three good. I tell you, I'm a big fan of Kingsley already. How could I forget? Excuse me. Yeah. Oh my. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I just never is this guy going to get enough praise from anybody in Packer Nation or out there? But Brian Gutekunst in the face of all the pressure for the Green Bay Packers to draft an mm-hmm. offensive weapon and, an, and a wide receiver, mm-hmm. two picks, went defense. It's the most – I'm going to lay him on the table right now. You tell me what you got, all right? <laughs> because, like, he just said, this is, this is what we need. And right now, this is what brings it back full circle against the Vikings. You're going to tell me right now that, that Thielen – in his backside of his career, he was something, you know, a few years ago and still a good receiver. But you're going to put most of your eggs in the in, in the Jefferson basket with a full defense. You're smoking something if you think. Mm-hmm. So something that I've actually even argued to some of my friends before, because Viking fans are very proud of the fact that they know that Devontae Adams is not a Packer anymore. They mm-hmm. like to bring it up like it's new information. Um mm-hmm. But and I've argued this so many times and I'm like, you guys are looking at the wrong thing along with a lot of Packer fans. And you look at these playoff losses that we've had and you say, well, Rogers couldn't get it done with three interceptions of Tom Brady. And he scored well, it ended up like three points off of three interceptions from Brady. And last year he had so he had however many chances to put the game away. And they're all like, well, a wide receiver changes that. Does it? Because Devontae Adams didn't change that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Great point. you know what? I would I would rather have Aaron Rodgers get six chances to score points that mm-hmm. win you a playoff game than three chances and one more player. Yep. Yep. 
I like my chances of Aaron Rodgers giving. So it's what it's true what they say. The best offense is a good defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And defense wins it, championships, and it's I that just, for a reason. Like, yes, we have the ability to score thirty points a game. But oh, the hey. fact that we don't have to anymore is so much more exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just look at what our defense did against Kansas City last year. Almost gave Jordan Love a win. Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I love it. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm happy that we're uh, Packer fans. Hey, uh, Same here. just to dial it back a little bit here, though. I mean, did you guys, did, did you guys happen to see that James Lofton turned 66 years old? Uh, I know he's a little later, for, but that was my childhood right there, that guy. Mm-hmm. 66 right now that hit me Ooh. like a train like i didn't <laughs> i didn't i remember from the hall of fame and, and got his signature at uh, canton and during farb's uh inaug- or, or inductee 2016 but 66 years old Shoot. i'm not ready for that day when i start remembering stuff like that like I'm, I'm already still like coping with the fact that the people that i look up to are younger than me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. well we have to wrap one thing up. Is that right now, you are no longer Aaron Rodgers' doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Correct. Aaron Rodgers is Szechuan Sean's doppelganger. <laughs> I had the long hair first. I had the tattoos first. <laughs> I had the love for free-spirited hippie women first. <laughs> Even though I don't, I'm not dating any of them. So mm-hmm. I guess he got that first. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> I mean, this man's gauged years away from a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I think you're probably going to score big on that too because I think he'd probably just give you some hush money just to avoid <laughs> yeah. all the press that would get. Yeah. It is, you know, I could, I've, I can live off some hush money. <laughs> I've learned how to be pretty frugal in the, in the current yeah. upcoming recession. Yeah. That's I, awesome. So. I can make some hush money work, a eh, Raj. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, man, uh, we got to talk about some current events right now because uh, I just saw that David Moore, wide receiver that I really liked coming out of the team last year as a punt returner, possibly coming back this year before we had the draft and everything else. And, man, again, our front office made the right decision as uh, he goes off to the bears gets signed and as the third arrest for the chicago bears this offseason <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh. off on a five thousand dollar bond and uh oh. guns and drugs it's it's oh, very reminiscent of the time that everyone wanted us to get will fuller and then will fuller popped for failed yeah. a drug mm-hmm. test immediately after we didn't sign him <laughs> and everyone lost their shit yeah after we didn't give a second round and signed him and then yeah uh, I think he's still out there too, if I'm not mistaken, or available or something. Hey, wait long enough. He might be cheap. (laughs) Well, you just know it's offseason right now because my Bleacher Report, you know, they have all these stupid articles about who's the next great, you know, defensive player. I don't see a Sean (laughs) Gary in there anywhere. I'm like, fuck, I'm sick of this stupid thing. Um, (laughs) Hey, guys, I had an interesting uh, day on the throne, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I had this thought cross my head because it's offseason. I was thinking, you know, all this hype that's been going on in the NBA right now. And I thought, who would be, who would you rather see as a wide receiver? Mm-hmm. 2016 Giannis Antetokounmpo or 2022 Chet Holmgren? Who would you like to see suit up for the NFL? Neither. <laughs> Neither. I don't want to see any of that. That'd be, like, mean- that'd be, like, that'd be like trying to get Cat from the Timberwolves to be a receiver. Like, it's just awkward, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. 2016 Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think, weighed about as much as Chet Holmgren weighs right now. I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, he? that guy is an instant touchdown every time that uh, they went down the field. But, boy, that was what I was thinking about today. I'm going to cut that out of the okay. podcast. That was my <laughs> no, that's okay. I like it. It's a hilarious question. It's good to think about. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. When like you what? said, who would you rather see a wide receiver? I thought you were going to like throw like prime LeBron James versus somebody. <laughs> you went a different way. I'd love to see Giannis like at tight end. Uh, right. Well, well, right now as a seven foot tight end, that's what, cause he, Ooh. he's, he's incredible right now. The way that the body can transform uh, is incredible. We touched on it last show, uh, Sean, about lifting weights, man. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's unbelievable. I just started and like, now it's just, it's two weeks of fun. 
and like yeah. I look at I look at Giannis, and that guy went from 170 to 240 pounds of fucking muscle, zero percent fat. You know, I look at this Chet Holmgren kid right now. They're already you know calling him one of the top 20 best players in the NBA right now. He's played one summer league game. You know, <laughs> it's a shame that the Timberwolves are going to have to like win the championship and like not <laughs> give you the excitement of getting another one for a little bit. Uh, I don't know, man. There's still talk about Cat and uh, and who's the other guy, Anthony. Day- who do you got, Anthony? Anthony Edwards. Edwards getting ex- get, getting traded Ant-Man. for KD. That so, is uh... the funniest fucking trade request. <laughs> I just want to picture Tim Connolly on the phone, and as soon as he mentions Anthony Edwards, him just slamming the phone down like, shut the fuck up. The <laughs> fuck you want to give us a 34 year old for the like one of the hottest new talents in the NBA. You want us to get two years of KD and give you our two best players and four picks. Also, I want, I want four first rounds on that one too. That's so crazy. (laughs) Like someone said, I saw someone say like bringing up the Rudy Gobert trade in it. And they were like, well, look what they gave up for Rudy Gobert. And I'm like, yeah, four picks that are like spread out. So it's not consecutive years. So that's like, genius in itself because you still get to draft in the future um and then the most replaceable players on your team like i don't give a shit how many of them you got rid of they're the most easily replaceable players on your team you're talking carl anthony towns which do i think he's the best center in basketball no but is he replaceable also no (laughs) anthony edwards i can't make that argument yet he had a fantastic year and he looked like he let the bright lights of the playoffs kind of fluster him a few times. Like he had moments where he's like, this dude can take over a game by himself and it's going to be so sick to watch. Mm -hmm. So shut the fuck up. Brooklyn, the dumbest trade like that, that would have been worse than the Herschel Walker trade. (laughs) I would have been out as a Timberwolves fan. I'd have been like, nope, fire Tim Connolly before he even gets his first fucking season start (laughs) out. There's no Uh, way that trade would ever happen. And you basketball fan? Eh, I watch, but I'm not a, I don't follow. Uh, So, so you, so you grew up in the LeBron era. Mm -hmm. It's your favorite. Is, Is he the best player? best probably he's not my favorite player my favorite player is kobe i grew up a laker fan and uh watched him as basically when he stopped playing i stopped watching basketball i used to watch all his games and um just really great memories of them winning playoff game after playoff game uh but but lebron to my money is probably the best player ever Uh, yeah if you you just gonna ignore the goat I mean, I don't, I didn't watch Jordan, so I can't speak to how good he was. Uh, there's obviously stories and everybody says he's the goat. Um, but just on what you can do on a basketball court, I think LeBron is kind of ridiculous. He went to the finals. What was it like some insane amount of years in a row? Was it like 10 years in a row? He went to the finals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, LeBron is the best that I've ever seen play. Obviously, you have Michael Jordan, who's probably probably the best ever. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I'm not won, huge. He won six championships in in six straight years of playing, oh, and that's God. with taking two years off to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, that's kind of uh, that's hard to argue with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the best player I've ever seen play is LeBron. That's My fair. favorite is Kobe. That's fair. I I I like Kobe was so much fun to watch. Oh man, I love Kobe so much, but I also like am not ever going to sit here and try to be like the people that put Kobe in the top three of all time because he's not. Mm. Like he was so much fun. He changed basketball at the time, but yeah. he couldn't do it without Shaq. He's not a top three player of all time, and that's well, not he, just he, like that. People he gotta won. understand that like how many people played in the NBA in the history of the NBA. It's not disrespect to not put Kobe in the top three of mm-hmm. all time. He's probably top 10 of all time. Yeah. Bill Simmons has him, I think, either top 10 or right outside his top 10. Yeah. I think he has Duncan over him. Magic's uh, got to be Magic, Bird, Jordan. LeBron. Uh, LeBron. And I think he might have a couple, maybe Shaq and Elijah Wan or not Shaq, Elijah Wan, what's his name? Um, Kareem. He might have Kareem above him. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if I'd put Kobe top three all time. Uh, but just because, I mean, you have LeBron, you have Michael, you have. There's just a difference from the 
so I'm 48. I, I say it every goddamn Magic, show probably. because because I'm 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 doing a show with a bunch of younger guys and like <laughs> in my when when I was hyper about basketball, mm-hmm. you know when I'm 18 years old, you know in high school and everything else, like those years when Michael Jordan was playing, it was different basketball than you see right now, like the physicality of Celtics Pistons. Um, the microwave uh, in, in Detroit. I mean, they had so many good – the Knicks, totally more physical game. There's so many more fouls right now. Uh, and LeBron, I just – I can't handle the flops. And uh, he, mm-hmm. wouldn't, he wouldn't have made it back then. He would have had to toughen up. Big. Uh, not a fan. See, I think he would have. He, like, he's like a pretty large dude. He's like yeah. tough. Like, I think that LeBron is one of those guys that could have toughened up if the – like if he needed to. But I think that that just – would naturally like can you imagine like from what you saw with michael jordan and like the little bit that i remember of watching michael jordan when i lived in illinois um can you imagine that michael jordan getting to play at a time where he wasn't allowed to get touched <laughs> like that he man would have been averaging 32. 60 points a game crazy and oh, yeah. still and being the defensive player of the year every year yep and you know, assists and rebounds, triple doubles. Oh, you know, and he was doing it without shooting threes, though. Like he was putting mm-hmm. up those points without shooting. Like guys, I'll never like it's that one of the most iconic like clips of all time is the shrug mm-hmm. when they told him he couldn't hit threes and like yeah. he wasn't a three point shooter and he dropped like five in a row mm-hmm. in a game and just looked over and shrugged and was like, "Yeah, looks like I can. I just don't. <laughs> I don't gotta." Yeah. Listen. All the hype that you're going to hear about Stranger Things right now and the headlines about the Metallica, you know, master of puppets scene in Stranger Things, it's worth it. It's worth every <laughs> Good. fucking second. Good. It's worth every strum from that guitar player. You know, and I heard the son of the bass player currently playing with him is the one who redid that master of puppets riff to uh, fit the scene and everything else. And it was That's awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to let it let you or let the hype convince me that it'll become my favorite TV show of all time because no, I promise it won't. Certainly not. <laughs> it's not. Hannibal will always be the greatest show ever made, and it's a fucking crime to humanity that all they right. canceled it. Let's it's close a it fucking out. crime to humanity. Let's close this show out right now. Top five shows all time. Lead it off, uh, Sean. Okay, so number one's Hannibal. Easy. Number two. Never watched an episode. Oh God! It's like if you ever get a chance, I, I'm pretty sure it was the first ever cable television show to get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got canceled just because it got put on cable television at a time like when viewers were stopping watching as much. And all right, but it's it's a it, someone pick it up and finish it, please, because it ended <laughs> on such a cliffhanger, and it's driven me insane for years. So Hannibal's number one. Number two is it gets tough after this, but number two for me is probably going to be Breaking Bad just because from start to finish, Breaking Bad's a perfect television show and doesn't like they didn't fuck up the ending. They didn't go too mm-hmm. long. It's a mm-hmm. perfect show. Um, number three is Game of Thrones. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about the last season. I still loved the last season. Mm-hmm. Number four, this is where it gets really tough. There's some really good television shows. Um, I'm just going to put, I have to put my favorite sitcom in and people are going to get mad at me, but number four is The Office. (laughs) And number five is probably, man, that's, it gets so tough to come up with just five. There's so Mm -hmm. many good television shows. Number five is... I'll go with the second most watched show that I have on my list, and it's Friends. And I'm also going to get yelled at for that. <laughs> I've watched Friends from start to finish almost as many times as I've watched The Office from start to finish, which is probably coming close to 100 at this point. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Andy, yes. your top five shows. You got them? Okay, yeah. So Breaking Bad is number one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go The Office number two for me. Winner. Uh, I'm going to go also funnily, funnily, funnily enough. I have never seen an episode of friends. That's okay. Uh, so, <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm on the opposite really side. I'm going to crown this show early, but I love it so much already that I think it's, uh, it's going to enter my 
it's going to enter my top five. But first, before we get to that one, I'll make that one five. Before we get to that one, number three is The Wire, which is amazing. Oh, Wire is a good show. Um, number four, I'm going to have to give respect. Even though I didn't like the last two seasons, they were still okay enough where I'm going to have to give it respect. Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. number four for me. And number five is Barry. I know it's early, but that <laughs> show is so damn good. It's oh. actually kind of crazy how good that show is. Mm -hmm. um, and I to, to think it's that. the guy from SNL doing this. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Uh, so I Barry is my number five right now. And then 5B, Better Call Saul. I know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Better Call Saul, yep. but it is. I haven't yet. Didn't, didn't oh, finish it. Yep. It's about every, every bit is like... good. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. It is as good because like it's I'm like so afraid good. that I am gonna have too much <laughs> hype going into it from Breaking Bad to like where it's gonna be ruined, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, oh, it's I so do good. have an honorable mention though that I forgot that mm -hmm. would make the top five if it stopped making mm -hmm. up seasons, and that's prison break. Prison Ooh. break, if they would have stopped like mm -hmm. two seasons earlier, that's mm -hmm. top five show of all time. But those last mm -hmm. two seasons were fucking trash. Oh man, that sucks. I, I hate when I hate when they don't stick the landing. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm I'm currently watching The Sopranos, so we'll see where that one ends up after I'm done. Eric, I, what's you know, your top five? I, I just hope that you don't get too uh, over saturated with other people's opinions on The Sopranos because I went back for the rewatch, couldn't do it, man. It was a great show when it, when you had to watch it on HBO week mm -hmm. after week. There was no on demand shit. It was you had to wait till Sunday night or you'd have to catch it on Tuesday's rerun. I'll be interested to hear what you say about Sopranos, though, because my, I, I'm, I'm a little mixed on that one. If I had to put them in order, the, the greatest, and this is, I'm going to preface this just because every asshole that reads the books and then, you know, watches show, a show or a movie always has that opinion. I was happy with the way it veered off because I'm waiting for the next books to come out. And Game of Thrones is, it was... Uh, the, the series that I read when my when my daughter was just born and I had to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time with her napping and it was took me to a completely different uh, land. So I love Game of Thrones. One of the best shows. Number two, just for recency bias, the acting in Peaky Blinders on Netflix. I, I put that show off so many times from watching it. And mm -hmm. if you listeners out there, if you don't know Peaky Blinders, if you can get through the first two episodes of what they're trying to set up, it's good all the way through, but it is a freaking masterpiece. And here's the thing. All the seasons are only six episodes. I've watched At two seasons of that, and I will say that not only if you can get through the first two episodes, but if you can get through the first two episodes, the rest of season one gets fantastic. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you think like, oh, man, I'm so excited for season two. It gets better tenfold. <sighs> Season two is like incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Yeah. You said Peaky Blinders? Peaky yeah. Blinders, yeah. Uh, okay. and, and the I thing is, is <laughs> when when Tom Hardy comes into that show, you cannot believe he's a master. Oh, attention. He is a master actor. And what he does, it's like you're on the edge of your seat every time he's in a scene. I just can't wait, like listening to what he's gonna say. Cause it's outrageous. It's just it's a freaking it's a master class. I love characters like that. There's a there's a guy in Better Call Saul named Lalo, and he's exactly that way. When he is on screen, you're like, "What the f is going on?" That guy is awesome. So yeah, just wanted yeah. to add to uh, so that to just to make sure ARD watches. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Game of Thrones, Peaky Blinders, uh, Fringe. Do you guys ever watch Fringe? I loved right. Fringe. I, that was one of my most uh, yeah. pleasurable, uh, you know, popcorn enjoyments. Crazy fun stories. I loved it all the way through, and uh, it was just a lot of fun. I'd have to mix uh, Oz into there. Do you guys ever watch Oz on HBO? The Prison. Mm -hmm. See, that was, was good though. I, that was another show that you're like, man, it's like a guilty kind of pleasure. And again, that was from HBO, where I was like, oh wow, shows like this can exist. Mm -hmm. It was so different level at that time. So I, Oz is such a great show to take out, take a look at. But um, Yellowstone is fantastic. No show. Uh, 1883 was the most ridiculous one season piece of art that should probably be number one, but I just can't do it just for what Game of Thrones did for me. But uh, 1883 was unbelievable. It's part of that Yellowstone. You guys ever watch it? No. Mm -mm. Dude, it's it's the most realistic. Uh, you remember the Oregon Trail? You guys ever play that game? 
Yeah, loved that game. That. Yeah, right. Dysentery all the time. All <laughs> the time, right? Yeah, I'd miss the damn uh, deer every time it was going through there. I had to fucking play that thing again. <laughs> it's the most realistic view of what pioneers did trying to settle on the new land, going against Native Americans. It is the most beautiful depiction you'll ever see uh, in any film uh, or TV of Native Americans that I've ever seen. Like, you just really felt like in one season, every range of emotions and uh, the best out there. So. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for entertaining that top five for me. Yeah, yeah that was, was awesome. a great top five. That was a fun one to do. We got to do more top fives. Yeah, top fives. I love week, that, man. yeah. Fucking A, man. That was great. <laughs> but I do the- have to tell you about Kareel the Thrill. If you guys haven't been paying attention to the hockey world, I still do because the Minnesota Wild have one of the best young players in hockey named Kareel Kaprizov, and he is the only way they win a Stanley Cup at this point. I mean, like, obviously you have to have more pieces, but without Kirill Kaprizov, they will not win a Stanley Cup. With him, they might win a Stanley Cup. That's a at this point up in the air with him because Kirill Kaprizov is wanted by Russian authorities. <laughs> and the reason Kirill Kaprizov is wanted by Russian authorities, he is Russian, by the way. It's not just a, a Brittany Griner. <laughs> They're holding someone hostage over a weed cartridge trying to get an arms dealer for a trade like Katie coming to Minnesota for fucking everybody. There is a, when you are a male human being in Russia, I don't even know if it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just males because they're misogynistic. So that would make sense. (laughs) If you're a male in Russia Mm -hmm. between the ages of 18 and like 25 or 27, you have to serve one year in the Russian military. And there are exemptions for that. Like if you're in school or whatnot, you can get like it pushed off. Um, apparently, Kirill Kaprizov, along with other Russian players, purchased fake military IDs to get out of their military service. Okay. How much validity is behind it all? Who knows? But they're saying that Kirill Kaprizov is wanted by Russian authorities for this. They did get a young goalie who was recently drafted by the Flyers for the same charge. And they played on the uh, the same team together when this allegedly happened. And they transferred him to a military camp where it's, I heard, I don't know how much validity is behind this one, but I heard that they're talking about holding him there for two years to serve his time holy shit Kirill Kaprizov is then reportedly has reportedly after they pick up this other guy reportedly fleed Russia to the United States of America (laughs) and then Bill Guerin comes out and Bill Guerin is the owner of the president of the wild whatever it is Mm -hmm. I'm new to hockey lingo he comes out and says no Kirill Kaprizov is in Russia he's fine but Last offseason, when there were contract negotiations going on, Kirill Kaprizov was in the United States of America for two weeks without Bill Guerin knowing about it. So it wouldn't be the first time that Kirill Kaprizov came to the USA without letting some people know. (laughs) Bill Guerin also requested that Kaprizov don't go back to Russia this offseason just for the sole purpose that Kirill Kaprizov doesn't have a work visa. So at any time he could get to the Russian airport and they could just tell him no. So like they could just be like, no, you're not going back there. You don't have a work visa. You can't. So there's a lot of layers to this (laughs) and all of it comes down to there is a slight chance that Kirill Kaprizov is not playing for the Minnesota Wild under his enormous contract um unbelievable it's a wild it's a wild story and it's just like i've just been like looking at waiting for new updates to come out because it's just absolutely insane russia is a wild place man it is (laughs) wild over they don't give a shit about you man they're just (laughs) like these are the rules and they are enforced Mm -hmm. and you're made an example like look at britney i mean can we talk about the britney griner thing i I, I would love no i would love just want to like mention the fact that you see a lot of things come out on the internet especially on twitter everyone's got a quick reaction to the headlines and the headline comes out that Brittany Griner pled guilty to her charges more than four months after she was arrested on them. And 
under the comments like, oh, well, that's probably too long. 10 years seems crazy, but you shouldn't have broke the law. You know the rules over there. We are not 100% certain that she broke the law. This is Russia. It very easily could be one of those situations where you're not getting out of here unless you plead guilty to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they planted stuff. You, We have yeah. no, like, look at what they were trying to give her back for an arms dealer. Mm-hmm. We That's have crazy. no idea that they didn't just plant it on someone that they thought we could trade with them for mm-hmm. and hold them hostage and like for like we don't know everything that's going on so people need to stop jumping to conclusions hey listen andy thanks for joining us man i'm i'm welcome back to the uh to to the to the packer uh podcast world i mean you're back hopefully uh you can join us more often and everything's good with you and shit man i appreciate you hanging out with us on a thursday night you know me and ard just trying to make our way through uh some kind of off-season mess here and man i think for we did sure. a heck of, I think we did a heck of a job why don't you let everybody know where they can find you out there on the socials but yeah, Andy A. Pack on Twitter. That's basically the only place you need to find me. I only tweet good takes. One hundred percent. It's true though. <laughs> well, appreciate you having you on the, on the show. And boy, oh boy, it's been a uh, heck of a week. Fourth of July was great. Hope everybody out there listening enjoyed their Fourth of Julys with their families. Uh, I know the world's in a little bit of chaos right now, but you know, I had an opportunity to sit in the backyard with just my family and bang off some fireworks and share some smiles and laughs. So that was a great hope everybody else out there enjoyed it. Find us out there on the YouTubes because we're going to be throwing these episodes out there soon. We had a great one with Matt Ramage, which uh, guys just uh, a 10 in everybody's book. Go back and listen to that episode. You'll find out why you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast, uh, everywhere you're finding podcasts. We're out there. And with that, ARD, take us out. Acme army. We did it once again talked about one of the top five defenses in the NFL and followed it up with top five television shows. We're all over the place and we're going to continue to be all over the place. So come join us next week and find out where we go there. Um, We just have too much to talk about. So we got to do it every week. Sorry guys. And I can't wait to have you join us. I hope you enjoyed having Andy with us this week because I know we did. We always do. Andy's the best. Go follow him. He only has great takes. <laughs> and as always, go back up. Go. Go back. Sugar, 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 sugar,